Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. That's right. Welcome to Mortal Engines, the podcast. The podcast completely dedicated to the greatest movie that ever almost made $100 million at the box office. (laughs) Mortal Engines. Peter Jackson wrote probably two sentences in this screenplay, but he got credit for it. Because you know why? His name's Peter Jackson. Yep. He's the director. Jake Wilburn. Welcome back to the show. Well, hello, everybody. My fatality is called Municipal Darwinism. Municipal Darwinism! Okay, by the way, uh, this is the Horrible Movie Podcast, not the Mortal Engines Podcast, which I know I fooled all of you. But it is a horrible movie. It is a horrible... This is actually officially a horrible movie. Anyone that wants to say otherwise... You're just so into steampunk that you can't get out of your own way. Uh, and then behind the camera, behind the uh, board, uh, buried uh, you know, in a hidden bunker somewhere, is producer Phil. I am a steampunk. You are steampunk. Actually, that would be a great... Uh, be a great intro in wrestling for you. You could be a wrestler with a can steampunk I, can theme. Can I just be called the steampunk? <gasps> it's the steampunk. Or actually, the name for the Steampunks would be a good name for our band. But I'll, we, I'll but bet we, it's, it's taken. But we play country. It's got to be taken. <laughs> but we play country music. Um, <laughs> had you ever seen this before watching it for this show? No. Uh, and, and the reason why I originally suggested it to you is because I, I, I'd been to like two different movies where I saw the preview. And as soon as I saw Did the it look pre- good? No. See, I saw the preview. I was like, this is... I, and then I, I looked saw it up preview on Rotten Tomatoes. Thought, this and could like, be no, okay. No. Like, when I saw the preview for this, I actually thought... I've said this before that I really like movies about, and this isn't about time travel, but I really like movies about time travel. But a close second, up until fairly recently, has been this post-apocalyptic kind of uh, trying to carve out a niche uh, society kind of stuff. But now we have been bombarded. This is kind of the nail in the coffin, in my eyes, 
for this genre, the post-apocalyptic genre. I don't know what we do now. There will continue to be these movies. Um, back in the day, we had, what, Apocalypse Now. We have uh, the uh, Mad Max, Thunderdome. But then there would be spotty years where you didn't have movies like this that were about post-apocalyptic worlds. And um, then you think about, you know, Terminator is kind of based on that that idea. The Matrix is based on all this idea stuff. But then the teen, the teen uh, novels came out, and they start. You started to see um, all all those novels. What's the name of the uh, What's the name of the uh, Hunger Games? You have Hunger Games. Oh, sure, sure. You have the other. Uh, what's the name of the crappy one? Starts with an M, I think. Uh, Maze Runner. That stuff. You have things like that, and then they just go on and on. And so, like this one. This book, this book came out in 2002, or maybe it came out before that. But it um, definitely, they waited a long time to make a movie. They probably should have made this movie back then, but it wouldn't have looked the same. No, it, I don't think they could have made this in 2002. Um, well, anyway. Um, not, not well. The uh, They were supposed to have more sequels uh, to this thing. Yikes. Um, a sequel? They were supposed to, and they canceled them. Mortal Engines, you know how much it grossed in America and Canada combined? Combined? Combined. How much did it gross in America and Canada combined? Probably somewhere between fifteen and seventy-five million. Sixteen million dollars in America. Whoa. In the U.S. In the U.S. and uh, Canada combined, that's what it cleared. Uh, and then, so the rest of the world, sixty-seven million in the rest of the world. Dude, sixteen is like an abject failure. <laughs> that's really bad. Well, especially for a movie, this budget was. They're saying it's probably about one hundred seventy million. Oh technically. man, I didn't I'm know seeing one hundred fifty, but then you read other stuff and they're like, yeah, it didn't even do it. Wow. Um, so that's pretty nuts. Like that—that's first they did two point eight million. Well, I bet you most people were like me, and they—they watched the preview and went, "That's gonna suck." Yeah. Okay, let's put this in context. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, this came out the same week that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out. That's that's a bad choice for a weekend for this movie. And and not only that, it's like, well, and think about that. It's an animated movie. Yeah. And back in the day, that would have been like, well, it's an animated movie. Who cares? But like now, it's like, no. Our age of people and like the stuff we grew up watching, like we're our propensity to watch something like that is a lot higher now. And sure. so this movie coming out then, especially its release, but twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes currently, uh, and um, just not not good, uh, not good reviews anywhere. Um, man, bad. Uh, it's been compared to Jupiter Ascending. And we've almost done that on this show several yeah. times, and it's been the one one of the movies that. And actually, watching this movie now, I'm like, I really don't want to do Jupiter. <laughs> I don't want to have to sit through more of this junk. Where you're like, he's they're making you know how movies will make up a language, you know, like they'll oh, make yeah, up yeah. like right. the, the blip blorp, uh, he uh, the blip blorp, and the oh no, here come the like the lichen creatures. Yes, right. Oh no, and you're like, <laughs> if we were going to do a whole universe in this, maybe I would care to. Remember the blue blorps and the yes. lichen creatures in my mind, in my mind, but I know that I'm not gonna have to remember this. Right. So it just sounds stupid. Yeah, and that's this movie suffered from that because they they tried to universe build Ugh. in a very short and compact amount of time, and a lot of it one just sounded stupid, and two went really unexplained or was so choppy I I couldn't I couldn't follow it. You know, there was one scene where this like you never go south. And I was like, why? Yeah, they don't explain why. And it's like, okay, and then later in the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, something bad's happening. Is it because they're south? (laughs) You know, apparently there's something bad that's south, and they talk about it. And I'm like, so much of that stuff I just just missed. 
And then when they really tried to get into the world building and, yeah, using the, some of the terminology. Yes. I, man, I was so lost. Yeah. Oh, it's the Metal Guild. Oh, no. Yeah. Who the right. crap cares about the Metal Guild? I, we don't. <laughs> the Metal Guild, right. I, I don't yeah. think we're going to see him again. And then they would jump off of the canyon to something else magically. They would end up just finding their way into safety for the moment. Right. Uh, and you never hear or see the Metal Guild, or I'm just giving you an example, but right. uh, the book originally came out in 2001, uh, very well received. You know, it won a Nestle's Smarties book prize. I have no idea what that is, but I'm assuming that when you win, they go, congrats, and they hand you a Nestle Crunch. Yeah, that sounds like something and a, you win and a bag in, of Smarties. in like a uh, fifth grade it is. book it, project. It's sponsored like... by Nestle's, the manufacturer of Smarties, <laughs> and it literally is a kid's book. Called the Nestle Smarties Book Prize because it's based around. I mean, it's made by the. It's a prize given by the candy company. Wow. This, this, you, I knew. I didn't know before I started watching that that this was a book. But probably ten to fifteen minutes into the movie, I'm like, okay, this is from a book because yeah, because mean, there were so many random characters and so like you said, so many off oh. references to things that they didn't have time to explain yes. that I'm like, yes. okay, you can tell that in the books, all of this stuff is fleshed out and you have time to talk about it and, and it makes sense in context. But in the movie, they're like, okay, we have to mention this, so we'll mention yeah. it, but not explain. No. Yeah. We talked about this and then uh, earlier in the week, uh, my wife goes, what movie are you guys doing on the show this week? I go... Mortal Engines. You read that book, right? She goes, I read Mortal Instruments. Because that, that's a book. That's a, that's a pretty right. popular book. I go, oh. I, as a, is this the same? Is it like part of the series? She's like, I don't even know what that is. So, Mortal Engines. <laughs> Let's talk about this. It's time for some deets. The details of the movie, Mortal Engines. Directed by Christian Rivers. Um, Christian Rivers is just outside of the Walden Bookstore over there by the Mardell and the Hobby Lobby. Christian Rivers. Um, <laughs> so that's side over there. Um, produced by Zane Wiener. That's real. I'm just saying what's written here. Uh, Amanda Walker, Deborah Forte, uh, that's Will's cousin, uh, and Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson. Fran Walsh is uh, Peter Jackson's partner. So there you go. Uh, screenplay by... Fran Walsh. Uh, Philippa Boyens uh, is great and helped do the screenplay along with Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, uh, it's been written here that Peter Jackson uh, wrote two sentences. That way they could give him credit. So, uh, wait, so this, this. Fran, this Fran person is Peter Jackson's partner, partner. And so she's the one. Okay. I think this is a pet project for. for I was going to say, person. is this where you know he doesn't really get the chance to say, "Honey, mm, maybe yeah, that's exactly. Maybe this yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, there's no way around that. So you look great in that dress. Uh, starring Hera Hilmer, who is uh, the the girl from this with the scar on her face. Uh, Ro- Robert Sheehan, who is uh, not related to uh, what's the singer's name? Ed Sheeran. I guess this is, yeah, Sheehan. This is Sheehan, not Sheeran. Uh, what else has he been in? He has been in, uh, um, eh, not a lot. Uh, Cherry Bomb, the movie. Season of the Witch, which has been on the show already. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, let's see, Moonwalkers, no. The Messengers, Red Within. That's about it. That's about it. And Mortal, and oh, and Geostorm, which is another movie that 
should be on the show at some point. Hugo Weaving, who we about to have an actor spotlight for. I'm going to be brutally honest with you guys. Hugo Weaving is Red Skull. Uh, before that, he's Agent Smith from The Matrix. Uh, I love, and he's, uh, I love Hugo Weaving in about everything he's ever done. Even this, I, I can handle him in this. It just is one of, those, one of those things where you're like, I mean, really, Hugo, do you need money this bad? But he knows Peter Jackson because he was in all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Sure, yeah. Because uh, he's an elf. Did you know that? All right. Uh, so there you go. Hugo Weaving. Thank you. Jihei. Jai, Jihei is the actress that plays the uh, action star that cuts everybody up with the swords. You know what I'm saying? The, the yeah. lady that saves everybody. Right. Uh, and then a cast of others. There really is no one of note that's sticking out here. A, uh, released November the 27th, 2018 in London and in England. Uh, December the 7th in New Zealand. Those are critical because in the U.S. and Canada it made no money. Uh, and then the U.S. December 14th, Merry Christmas, uh, 2018. 128 minute running time, and that was forever. A budget of 150 million, and it made 83 million dollars. When we come back, Jake, wow. we will talk more about this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading the show. Uh, this week we're talking about Mortal Engines. Uh, not Mortal Instruments, not Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Mortal Engines. Uh, we are here with Jake Wilburn. Jake, uh, Peter Jackson's your uncle? Didn't you say that? No. Oh, no. I'm he, sorry. No, There's he's someone not else my I know. Uncle. Yes. Um, and then if, for, if Peter Jackson was his uncle, he wouldn't be on our shop, our podcast right now. I'd be asking him for money. No, Peter Jackson would be here be with like, me. We're on, on the awesome Peter him. Jackson podcast. <laughs> Everything awesome about Peter Jackson. Um, so Peter Jackson partially wrote the screenplay, um, but we don't. I, like I said, all the things I've seen, he actually just um, he actually just wrote a couple words on here. He actually came up with three vowels. He said, "I'm in my contract. I'll write three vowels." Here's what they did: they took the books and they they hit select all, and then they just cut out like enough of paragraphs to fit it into. A whatever this was, an eight-hour movie is oh, what it felt like. Eight hours. That's what it felt like. And I uh, said, okay, here you go. Just copy and paste a bunch of paragraphs from the <sighs> book, and that's your dialogue. How long Jeez. is the movie? Did you guys look it up? Yeah, it's uh, 128 oh, minutes did long. Did you say that earlier? Okay. Yeah, it's 100, 128 minutes long, and it feels like every second of it. I, I, I struggle. It was brutal. I watched <laughs> oh, this. I actually, I'll be really honest. I woke up this morning. I had a lot of stuff going on this weekend. So I woke up this morning early and watched it. Had I watched this last night. I would have fallen asleep. I guarantee you. So hopefully, folks that are listening to this, we can make this more exciting than this movie would have been. Because good lord, yeah. Good I mean, lord. I, we're talking the the climactic scene, right? And I'm telling you, I, I would go into the kitchen and be like, "Nah, I, I should probably, you know, rewind whatever." And pa- I, it wanted. took everything within me to finish this. Following, okay. So let's set this up here. Actually, real quick, uh, do you mind doing a 30 second synopsis on this? There's no way. I will do my best, but there is no way. Well, it took 60 seconds to destroy the world in this movie. <laughs> uh, it will take 30 seconds to destroy this oh movie. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Jake Wilburn. Right. 30 seconds synopsis. Mortal engines and gold. In a post 
post-apocalyptic universe, there's a bunch of cities on uh, tank wheels, and London, the biggest city of all, swallows up the smaller ones for fuel. He killed somebody's mom, and she wants revenge, and she also wants to stop him from rebuilding the nukes that destroyed the world in the first place, and there's this weird half-dead zombie Terminator chasing her as well, and this Asian mercenary lady wants to help them, and they save the wall. Yeah, they do. They do. Hey, by the way, they do save the wall. They actually break through the wall, and then the people on the other side of the wall welcome them in. That, <laughs> For a second there, I was like, did he mispronounce the word world? No, no. they save the wall. It's Except the wall. they do blow up part of the wall to the point right. where they, they bring the Londoners that were... They can we'll just walk they're, up. Well, they're all innocent, obviously. So they're, they all end up getting in for free to this Asian country. Yeah. I'm assuming Asian country, Because the Dalai Lama's right? like, it's okay. Seriously. Whoever that guy is. Um, yeah, exactly, because they don't flesh out characters in this thing. No. No. Uh, I don't even know how... Like, some of these characters, I'm like, who who is this guy in this Hugo scene? Weaving. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do this the best <laughs> no I can on, on radio and on audio to try to really uh, show you this. To show you this, uh, how's it go? Hugo Weaving is talking. He's the main bad guy. We must, we must get all of the power cells. We must align the power cells to try to get them uh, to power our new defense mechanism. To his left comes some lady in a white coat. She has stark white dyed hair. She goes, but if we do that, then we'll blah, 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 blah. And if we do, then we'll blah, 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 and a blah, 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 blah. And he goes, you're right. We blah, blah, blah. And she's like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This is like halfway through the movie. And we've never seen this person before. And you would have thought she was like, I don't know, freaking Anakin, like, yeah, Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars, where you're like, he's been here the whole time. Right. Like, and then she, we're yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, there's se- there's several people like that. Like um, they just pop in all of a sudden. What's his name's daughter or his daughter, yeah. right? And she's like, I, the blonde lady. I don't know. My dad might be up to something, right? And so she's looking at they're they're building this super weapon inside the chapel or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, hmm, what do I do? And you know, there's this weird guy I just keep randomly bumping, like literally bumping into, and he spills his tools oh. and whatever. And then she sees him later during this uh, scene, which we'll probably get to in a minute. Because I, I, that scene had all kinds of problems. But he witnesses this murder because he just happens to be hanging around while literally everything is getting eaten and crumbled up around him. I didn't understand how yeah, that Yeah, I didn't possible, understand but... how he was even there. And so she, she's like, hey, I remember you did it, you know? And he's like... I, I can't help you. Okay, but actually I can. And I know everything about this because I do. And now we're going to help each other stop the weapon because. And I'm like, what's his name again? No, what, like, who? where did he come Cyphers. from? What is he? Cypher Renault, Cypher like, Remo or something. It could be anything. But you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. he has no context. No, he just, she just uh, needed a companion in that part of it. And I'm sure in the book, he's probably a main character. Yeah, can I'm sure. One, can but... one of you guys, maybe both of you, one of you give me like a low tone? Because I want to just do a couple sentences of explaining the intro to this movie so I can set the scene. So I want, here's all I want. I want like a, uh, and then one of you go, like a, like an epic, this epic, but like flat, warm pad kind of thing. Like I'm talking synth. like Duel of the Fates, Star but you're, Wars. Yeah, like... but you give me that, like something epic, and I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the intro, my intro to this movie. All right, we're so gonna both of us are doing this. So I'll go low, you go okay. medium. All right, okay. All right. 
Following a cataclysmic conflict known as the 60-Minute War, the remnants of humanity regroup and form mobile cities. Under a philosophy known as municipal Darwinism, larger predator cities hunt and absorb smaller settlements in the great hunting ground, which include Great Britain and continental Europe. So... <laughs> Setting the tone, thanks, guys. So setting the tone there. But in the in the when the movie first opens, which I later found out is the voice Good job of the, the way, guys. Z- yeah, go us. The zombie Terminator Huzzah. guy. He that's his voice, and he's like, "This is a war which was weird. Why is that guy? And I was like, "What?" I immediately I was like, "Whoa, stop!" It was like that was so weird. It was like a weird. Um, was he speaking English? Yeah, it was like Yoda with a cold at times. It was like the most gargly is <laughs> awful. <laughs> and you're like, what is this thing supposed to be? I still don't understand what those things were, like what he's supposed to be. He's right. a, a resurrect. They call him the resurrected man. Uh, he's part of the Lazarus core. Some some made up thing. The la- which here's what I'm gonna tell you. I kind of found his character interesting because he was kind of like a bounty hunter, but he wasn't. He was actually from this, the main girl's past. Right? But he was just, his whole purpose was to hunt her down and kill her because she broke a promise. Right? Which is a really weird promise, by the way. Totally Rid- psychotic. Ridiculous. But he was, I'm assumed to be ancient, but they resurrected he, him. He was I a, don't he was a ma- uh, They reveal that he was just a regular guy at some point. Long ago. Though. And he's like brought back he has as a an, big green glow as an eyes, undead though. Terminator like. Th- zombie mix thing yeah, yeah who has no soul but deep down somewhere there's still part of the real him there yes and it yeah it I, at, again they didn't they r- really didn't go into what he was no and and he was basically though just a a reason to make he was kind of a reason to make the one uh lady the the ninja lady and the British guy and the main girl kind of come together yeah. uh, and galvanize them as a, as a, as a people that are running from the uh, from the terminal. This is really hard to follow. Okay, so Hester Shaw. She's after Hester Shaw um, is uh, the daughter of Pandora Shaw, and Hester Shaw um, is initially she sent she not sent she is an assassin that tries to kill. Uh, Thaddeus Valentine, who is played by Hugo Weaving. Thaddeus Valentine's in charge of basically the military part of, of London. Uh, and Which London is a big tank. Okay, yeah. yeah. London broke away from Britain, okay, and is a literal tank city. It is this massive, rolling, huge... I'll show, it, I'll show you a picture, yeah, Phil. The people, whole city is the whole city is mobile. People basically. are roll; they're rolling on the. Uh, rolling and that's in what the happens. City. Like little villages are all on. So picture the bottom part of a tank, the treads, okay. okay, but like super large, and then a city on top of that, and the city rolls around and whatever. And some, like London, are gargantuan, and some of these little villages just kind of you know when London finds a little village, they chase it. And they bring it into the and then them scrap and they, it, they, they take scrap all the it, resources. The fuel, and, and that's how London keeps moving. Yes, um, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, so they, so they uh, then, uh, you first meet Hester Shaw, 
because her she's on this other little bitty uh this other little smaller town thing that's rolling around as part of another big group, right? As big settlement Belgium or something like that. Yeah. And then they split off and they take off and uh, they eventually get stopped by London, right? They get stopped by London and get absorbed. And they get absorbed. And she though uses this absorption to get close to Hugo Weaving's character, Thaddeus Valentine, and stab him trying to kill him because she's basically like, You remember the name of Hester uh, uh not Hester Pandora. Uh, Pandora Shaw and this is for her, I'm her daughter. Ah and he's just like mortified and then he flashes back in his mind uh to her as a child and he, he remembers her. But anyway, uh he survives the stabbing. He the stabbing has stopped. Because of Robert Sheehan's character Tom Natsworthy. Uh, who is an apprentice of a is part of the historical like museum of London? He has been storing uh, all kinds of gadgets, old tech, old tech, which we find out, Phil, the old tech of let's say I don't know, a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, is more um, high tech than in the future in this post-apocalyptic society. He he collects things for museums, uh, a la Wally. Okay. Very okay. good. And good but analogy. some of the stuff that he finds, and these rolling cities kind of look like Wally. I yeah. never thought about that. Yeah, it's, oh, v- no. it's very Wally-ish. But oh, this is weird. There is some old tech that he finds that is related to the the super nukes or the super weapons that cause the poke post-apocalyptic part and he's hiding those because like man this looks like weapons i don't want this falling in the wrong hands i'm gonna put this in my closet and tell everybody that it's here but i'm gonna hide it yeah <laughs> there's a patsy guy a tattler that sees him do this yeah and he, later on in the movie he uses that uh to move the story along to help out so the weapon can get the built. weapon can get yeah. built but uh, he so he doesn't know any of this sees the stabbing and he's like wait don't stab our leader guy, and then the soldiers can't catch her, and so he runs after he, her. So she runs back into where her old city just like the, is getting in the, the, in the yes. paper shredder. Imagine big tank is London, little tank is her former city that she was on. She runs back into the shredder, uh, the terradrome, which is what the turtles rolled around. Oh, the tetradome, Krang yeah. rolled around on. Never mind. Crang. Crang. Oh, um, so he he goes. She goes back into this. He goes. You can't. I'm going to stop you. And he runs in there too. Right. Well, basically, it's just the gnashing of teeth, and all these things are grinding up these gears. And there's no way that anyone could survive what she did. But she runs in there. She jumps on to the staircase. She jumps onto this um, uh, overhang walkway thing. He follows her. Remind you now. He's a historian. Book uh, Nerdle, Nerdle the Turtle. Fighter pilot dropout. <laughs> fighter pilot. Now he is a fighter pilot dropout, so maybe his athleticism ranks a little higher than I'm giving. There's him no way for that's going to come into play later. No, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but she, he ends up chasing her into this thing on uh, a thin ledge uh, over a pit. Yes, and so then they get there. She falls off the edge. She's trying to jump off. She the edge. tried to jump off to get away from. She knew him. she'd survive. I guess I don't know. But it's like you don't think there's any way they can survive. Right. Oh no, they can survive. So she, he catches her. You know, <laughs> a, a la uh, Batman Forever. I'd rather see you in jail. No, no, than yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> and so she grabs him. Uh, he gra- he grabs her, and then she eventually falls off there. 
Yeah, no. she, yeah, yeah. Falls off there, yeah, right? Yeah, she falls. But before she does, I want to take this part. Let Go me ahead. take because no, this bothered do. me so please much. Please do. Okay? I made I made you hum. All right. I made you hum for like thirty so, seconds. <laughs> okay. So she so she before she you know lets go of his grip to uh-huh. you know maybe die or whatever. She goes. Next time you see what's his face leader Thaddeus die, Valentine. ask him about my mother Pandora. Blah blah blah, and the murder that he did of her and blah blah blah. And then, ah. Okay. So then, you know, so then, of course, everything's still getting eaten up in this, you know, huge paper shredder. There's some weird guy who is peacefully watching from a distance, okay? He, so he comes into play later. So then Thaddeus Valentine slash Agent Smith comes walking down, okay, to the, to the end, and he's like, man, you know, before we run out of here because we're about to die, um, it was so weird. She said that you, like, murdered somebody and that you were really guilty and that you're really a bad guy yeah. and all this crazy isn't that crazy that you know uh we're having this weird conversation where this deadly pit is right behind me while you're being accused of murder everything's just being absorbed and then he's like mm, i'm sorry i had to hear that and i'm like that it, why would you jack if i was like hey say phil wasn't here okay and i'm like listen phil phil killed somebody okay it's back back in 1994. It happened. What? It's a big deal. Blah blah blah. I, I don't believe right, it. Okay. I don't believe it. And then I'm like, all right, I I, I gotta run. I gotta run. Phil. And then uh, you go. To, you're Phil. gonna go straight to Phil and be like, hey Phil. So this weird thing. He said you killed somebody in 1994, <laughs> and he had all this proof, and his name was so and so, and it happened the night of what? It, that's not. You're not gonna go to the cops, right? You're just gonna go. I'm like. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. No, and Phil immediately then turns to me and goes, I wish you wouldn't have heard that. And then Spartan kicks me. <laughs> Spartan kicks me into a pit. Here's the thing that you don't understand, though. Oh, that's Can so Can I tell you dumb. what you don't know about Thaddeus oh. Valentine? Thaddeus Valentine. When he started out, I've been reading a lot about this. I read all these books. Thaddeus Valentine. This morning. Listen, guys. Thaddeus Valentine started out at the bottom. Have you guys ever seen Lion King? Or have you ever seen Aladdin and how Jafar scraped his way to the top to become the second in command? Thaddeus Valentine didn't become second command of London by sitting around and playing nice with everybody. Yeah. He started out as a literal, literally, he started out as a chimney sweep mm. in London. Top of the morning to ya. How's it going? And we go fetch papers so, for people. So the prequel to this is Mary Poppins yes, and he's and he, yes, he works his way. And, he, and he was, at one point he was also Tiny Tim. Oh, oh it's Christmas Day. Thank you, Thaddeus. Chim chimney. Chim chimney. So he... Literally crawled and scraped. And Thaddeus Valentine, okay, you're listening to me. He didn't get to be where he's at by not just reacting. So he's the post-apocalyptic Dick Cheney. Dude, he, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, well, that's sorry, all the time sorry. we have for today. <laughs> sorry I broke your rule. My okay. bad. That's sorry, all right. we'll it's do it again. It's really funny to me, um, actually. Uh, so he literally claws and scraped. It, Hey, someone one time cut him off in traffic. You know what he did? He ran them off of the bridge. Someone literally yeah, hopped did. in front of him at McDonald's. You know what he said? He said, guess what? Here's your McDouble, and then punched him right in the face. <laughs> your burger's cooked. Yeah, your burger's cooked. Thaddeus Valentine doesn't mess around. Okay. If, you, if you hack him off, you know what he Hold does? On. He Spartan kicks you to not your only death. That, not only that, but this guy just got stabbed in the stomach by a shank. That was like this. That's page. a mere like, flesh wound to Thaddeus <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, I'm still gonna check." I'm like, "This is Dude, nothing to Thaddeus. This is every day for Thaddeus. You think <laughs> you think you're gonna stab me? I get stabbed every day. I'm Thaddeus Valentine in your face. <laughs> like it didn't even happen. He walks like, away. Oh, and there's yeah, an explosion and Gangster's Paradise is playing. <laughs> that Thaddeus Valentine, man. 
TV in the house. All right, sorry. So there you go. So Thaddeus Valentine is a serious bad so guy. Stupid. He set himself up as a serious bad guy now. Okay, you understand this? He is <sighs> he is now in charge, and he is going to eventually take the mayor of yep. London, Mayor McCheese, and his, his daughter just missed the murder. By the way, she didn't she see went, it. Yeah, she didn't. But see luckily, it. our friend. She saw the random guy who did see I it. I gotta find out what Maybe. his name is. Um, I, I'm oblivious on his name. Uh, I've gotta find it. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's okay. And the, the, the freaking the, the Lord Mayor of London. His name is Magnus Chrome. Good Lord, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Magnus yeah. Chrome. Like stuck in the who past. Who writes this stuff? Right. Oh gosh. Oh my. Someone's gosh. gonna write in and be like, "It's my favorite movie. This, I hate you." This is probably the hardest to follow movie we've ever done on this podcast. Yeah, try watching it so for yeah, over two hours. That's ridiculous. Beavis Pod. That guy's name is literally Beavis Pod. That saw the murder. Great. Beavis Pod. All right, we'll be right back, folks. I I promise we'll try to make this more interesting or something. It's been interesting. <laughs> See you in a second. Welcome back to the horror movie podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading. We have Jake Wilburn. With us here, we have producer Phil in the house, and we're talking, folks, about um, a, a real cause to get behind here. Um, we're talking about mortal engines, but really, ultimately, we're talking about the Anti-Traction League. Uh, this is a group of people that are against uh, mobile cities. We, we, want, we, should, we should live in cities, not in mobile tank cities like London, okay? And uh, we really want to put some awareness in the Anti-Traction League. Any any thoughts on the Anti-Traction League, Jake? Um, if you're going to be in the Anti-Traction League, build the wall. Oh! Now, the Anti-Traction League, we're going to say this is a movie. Protect your borders. Oh, my build gosh. Build the wall. Mortal Engines. <laughs> so, Mortal Engines, folks, uh, is a movie that Peter Jackson was part of. Uh, he wrote four sentences in it. He's like, that looks pretty good, right? And his uh, lady friend's like, sounds great. Sounds great, mate, because they're from New, Ze- New Zealand. I don't know. Pretty funny, huh? All right. So anyway, so in this, they're trying to get to this Shang. What's it called? Shang what? Well, that's what I. Even when they they had this map Shen-Guo. out, and they're like, we're trying Shen-Guo. to get to the wall and the Shang. And I'm like, what? What is Shen-Guo. that? They have a shield wall there. Okay, uh, and they have a shield wall and. They are behind the wall, and the London London's goal is to overtake the wall and to take over Shan Guo. Shen yep, Gao. Right. And they uh, are on their way to the wall to break down the wall, break the walls down. I did not understand that until the end of the movie when they actually pulled up to the wall, and I saw, and I'm like, oh, now I get what this movie is Gosh. About London is a huge tank, folks, and a literal tank, huge, gigantic city that moves around. Whenever a smaller tanked uh, or a smaller mobile city is being chased by London, all of the London people get on the on the observation deck of the gigantic tank and cheer like it's a sporting event. Yeah, it's very gladiatorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get him! Yeah, yeah. I feel like we were watching Waterworld. Like we were like, this is so dumb. And then once they're absorbed and all the people come on, they're like, "Welcome to London." I know. Yeah, literally, they're like, "Kill him! Kill him!" Yeah, I know we just him. destroyed Welcome, your home, welcome to but... our. Yeah, we're gonna please assimilate to our society. Now. Right. <laughs> anyway, so they um, they do that, and then. Um, Basically, uh, the whole point is to get take to get to the wall. Well, what they've done, Hugo Weaving's character is the second in command of the London tank city, whatever you want to call it. It's London, literally, is London. Um, and they have they are uh, basically he has been working on a secret project that is old tech 
that was from the 60-minute war. Correction, folks, by the way. We're not 60-second war. The 60-minute war that destroyed the Earth back in the day. Um, and it was this technology, this plasma bomb. Who cares? Technology. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yip, yip, yorp, it's whatever. A bi- it's a Death Star gun. And so they um, uh, basically, the world blew itself up. And that's why these mobile cities were created, mainly in the U.S., because the U.S. is like, what do they call it, Lost America? That's what they call it. Later, is that in the, later movie, in the movie, They're like, it's called Lost America. Uh, they blame the U.S., apparently. And so that it's blown up and in Europe, and the European continent, obviously extending into Asia, because they must have drove a long freaking way to get from Europe to China. That's a huge continent. You know what I'm saying? Between Europe and Asia. Good Lord. So they, they drive to the wall. They uh, fire up the weapon. They've been collecting uh, plasma batteries and jip jorps and glib glops. <laughs> and they are uh, making a way to shoot this laser, right? Medusa comes online, fires up. Uh, hey, Alexa? And it goes, Medusa is live. Oh, yes. And then it's like, oh, yes. God. And then, oh, we've seen this before. And then it, the power fires up through it. And then... Hugo Weaving, you know, does some orating. Behold the power of my super weapon. <laughs> and then some lady, like I said earlier, with white hair comes in and goes, We have to align the power crystals to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, You're right. Do it. Do it. Like we even knew who that was. And you like see her once right. later in the movie. And she gets so killed. So she can't take much more of this. <laughs> Our dilithium crystals are being pushed to the limit. <laughs> a lot of that in this movie, folks. A lot of random junk. So they, um, so then, uh, luckily, there's two groups of good guys in this. We have uh, the uh, Anti-Traction League, which we've learned uh, we we are we are apparently for. Yeah, they're behind the wall. We're apparently for them. Yeah. Uh, and then the other people are the, uh, well, really, it's the daughter of Hugo Weaving's character. I'm going to get down to Yeah, those. she's basically trying to, uh, from inside London itself, trying to uncover his, what he's actually doing. Because he's been doing all this and building the weapon in secret. And her and this other random dude are trying Catherine to Valentine. Un- uncover that. Catherine Valentine and Beavis Pod are the two that are trying to break into where Hugo Weaving has his technology inside the cathedral that's in London. Yeah. And then um, Hester Shaw... Who is this assassin that originally stabbed Hugo Weaving in the beginning of the movie? Uh, turns out her mom and Hugo Weaving had a little thing going on. Yeah, you find out this find out later. Is it alluded that Hugo Weaving is actually her father? No, there is a there, oh the, no, there's a moment in there during the climb where all this other stuff that's like jammed into our ears during the whole movie. They do a "I am your father" twist at Very the end, much. and there's a bunch of and Star like, Wars esque things on. in this too that you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, come on, your mother didn't tell you, did she? No, oh, it can't be real. It's and not then she's true. like, "Wait, I am having a flashback suddenly that you were there and you were my dad. I remember now." Yeah, and they never really finished that completely though, as far as the thought process, right? Um, so then, um, Tom Natsworthy, who is the uh, fighter pilot turned uh, book book author- bookatarian. Um, <laughs> they um, they then team up with Anna Fang, who's a pilot warrior, rebel, and rebel uh, commander uh, who lives in the Cloud City, and will stab you with her shoe. Who stabs you? Yes, has a shoe to stab you with, and stabs the <laughs> robot later. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit briefly about Shrike. 
Shriek. Shrike. The cyborg with a heart of apparently <laughs> uh, uh, Krypton or uh, uh, this, okay. This whole thing was so weird and so unnecessary. So he's this yeah Terminator zombie looking guy. They they caught him and they have him in this prison. So they have a, a prison which is like an island, and then he's in this little metal box like hanging on the edge of the island, and they're like you know what. Uh, he all he wants he, night and day he pounds his head against the wall screaming the name of the person he wants vengeance on and which is her uh, what's her name Shaw uh-huh. yeah so they let him out but they do so by firing a missile at the entire prison and sinking it just so he can come out of his box I thought that was really strange yeah that they were just gonna give him the just let him out. But anyway, so you just grab the box, like and right? Just carry grab. It you're away. in an airplane, yeah. It's so. It's, I'm like, why? So the, this whole time, the Terminator zombie, yeah, that's him. Uh, yeah, is chasing them. What a character. Okay, and so we find out later. Uh, which hold on, as far as the character development, this holding hap- <laughs> this happens a lot in the movie where somebody will be like, you know what? I can't help you, or I I don't trust you, or I don't want to tell you, and then literally two minutes later, they're like. Okay, fine. Here's my story. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> like, I don't have time to save you. I'm out of here. And then one minute later, she's like, Okay, I saved you. Dang it. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you everything. It, yes. it's like the kid. It's so rushed. I was the eight. amount of like trust. I was yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. and I had to run for my life. And then Hugo Weaving tried to stab me. And then I befriended this cyborg. And the cyborg yes. raised me with these misfit toys. And yes. the misfit toys, he he saw in him in the toys, he saw himself. Yikes! Yeah. Yes, and so then Yikes. she's like, and so she's like, I felt like my life wasn't worth living, so and so I made a promise to let him kill me and make me a zombie cyborg too. But then I saw she, that he, I might he even be able made a to... body for her. Yes, it was really creepy. Yeah, you will really be trapped weird. inside of this doll. And so then she's like, but then I realized I might be able to kill. Uh, What's his he face? He was in the area. She and actually so, said that. Right. He and was so, in the area. I found out the Hugo we- that uh, Thaddeus Valentine was actually he was in the area, and I was able. He was within my grasp. So without explanation, I ran away, and so he is mad at me for. Yeah, and so he's trying to kill her to make her into this doll robot until. They yeah. and so they then they go to like sky cloud city, cloud city which he sets on fire. And guess who gives a there's a I'm just gonna say this there's an African American gentleman that meets them at the at, when they uh, on the come dock. off of the yes. come up on the dock and he's in charge of cloud city. Not he's not I promise you he is not named Lando Calrissian. Right. <laughs> so, but he definitely could easily be. If you needed him to be Lando Curris, he, he could, could be. be. And so then uh, he's about to kill Aviator Guy, and uh, he's like, oh, you love him? Oh. Okay, never mind. I go away now. Oh, I'm powering down. <laughs> I release you from your promise. And I'm like, what? What? I never learned I to love. Oh. And then he goes back to his child. Oh. So weird. I thought he was the child. What? Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was the dude. Uh, I thought, no, I, the dad, you mean, or whatever? No, I, I thought, thought he was the dad. I thought he was the kid. <gasps> that what? does not change. It literally changes what nothing. What a twist. That I love this movie now. Nothing. Now this is my favorite movie. All right, so then they end up. None of um, this matters. So all this happens. They get the technology. They find this little thumb drive. It says USA on it, too, by the way, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, it did And then too. when she finally gets it, gets to the uh, temple area, the... Uh, cathedral place she inserts it into the laptop into the dell laptop uh dude you're getting a dell uh, to take over the world with and um it 
it forms Medusa, M-E-D-U-S-A. So the, this key, okay? Yeah. She, everybody keeps, and the, the aviator scientist is like, we got, the only way to shut it down is with this super special key that we'll never find. There's no way that we will ever have this super special key. It's the no. only way. And then like all this chaos is all going is on. Lost. It looks like the world is lost. And she goes and watches this um, girl pray in front of like a statue. And then she's like, wait, wait a, a second. I've had it the whole time it's this in my eyeball, pocket. This eyeball necklace, oh and she opens it up, and inside of it is the thumb drive that she's had the, that her mom gave her when what's his face yeah. stole the power weapon. Bomb. Yeah, and I'm like, I knew, and I knew it too. When he's like, she's like, protect this for. Air. I'm like, that's the key, uh, that's the key, and you've had it since you were eight. Yes, and you didn't know yes. that it. Uh, yes. I've had this, and you know what? I yes. discovered it was in the locket yes. right at the right so moment. So stupid. So she inserts Boo. it in there. Uh, I, like, what I loved about the ending too was the it has like eight lights on the panel. Yes, and uh, it's like destruction in thirty seconds, and then the first light pops in like it's loading, right. which is like a loading, which is really funny, like a Mel Brooks movie, like where they're like, "Come on, come on, come on, we gotta get this to load, loading, loading." Oh gosh, oh oh no, oh loading, destruction in twenty seconds. Loading. Oh my gosh! And I mentioned the last thing: destruction imminent. One second. Beep. Destruction sequence fail. <laughs> and then it's like stabilization. Oh, destabilized. Oh, I'm exploding. I'm Medusa. Blah. Right. Yes. And that was it. And then it explodes. Hugo Weaving gets exploded. Do you feel like he got away? I think he got away. He, no, he, he gets run. It's implied oh, that he, he gets run, run over because he's down there on the thing. But then it like stops at the like, and it's kind of a far outcut. You know, I guess if they were thinking of making a sequel, so they don't actually show him. He'll be get a cyborg. Squished. The next one. He'll be a cyborg. That's a thing. It could, it they could can bring him back yeah. as a cyborg, as Those, a stalker, uh, zombie Terminator things. Well, what did you? Um, let's talk about this. So they uh, end up getting aboard the uh, airship express. Oh, the one. Uh, Anna Fang lady, who was the rebel leader, she gets killed by Hugo Weaving, right? Falls to her death. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Natsworthy and H- Hester Shaw fly off into the sunset in, yeah. the, oh, in yeah. her airship. I don't know where they're going, but they're like, wherever we're going, we'll go together. We'll go together. We love each other now. <laughs> um, What did you think about the, let's rate, the, let's do goods and bads. What's the goods in this movie? All right. So the the goods. Good. Special effects, really solid. Yeah, they were solid, and yeah, uh, that's it. Did you see any? I didn't see a lot of holes in the special effects. Like sometimes you watch the movies like this, and you're like, "Oh, this is pretty blatant." Peter Jackson is really good. Now no. I don't know how much direction he really did. Christian Rivers, like we said, who's just on the other side of the, you know. I did. I did not have a problem with any of the special effects. There was nothing that you know, and it's not like I was scrutinizing this in slow motion to check the CGI overlap. But you no, know, because there wasn't like, enough time to no, sit there here wasn't, and watch and the thing hardcore. Dude, no. But I, I thought the special effects were uh, fantastic. Everything, the dialogue was awful. The script was awful. It seemed bad. The and it's based on a the, book. You figure you could. Yeah. How is that possible for them to bad. for for people to do a movie about books and then get somehow get the story wrong? Isn't that weird? It's it's from it's cramming. There there are stories that cramming. I'm telling you, in a book you have time to flesh out characters and side plots and um, subplots and everything else, and that's 
when you get to the point where you're making the movie, if you can cut some of that out, if it's not relevant, that's because obviously Harry Potter showed that you can do that. You know, they didn't try to cram every single book into one movie. Oh, well, you know, but Harry Potter showed that it can still be a successful movie because there's some stuff that just has to get cut. I feel like with this, they're like, all of this is too good to cut. We're just going to keep everything oh, in here. Cramming. And it's it's cramming is what it is. Cramming. Yes. Um, I thought the effects were good. I thought the theme of the steampunk looking stuff was cool. I love a good movie. Uh, I like a good movie that's about the future and using old, or using trying to go back in time and use old tech in a future time. I like things like that. Um, but this was just too much. Couldn't handle it. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, but but you're right. The story part of it was dumb. And like again, the making of language. Remember in Battlefield Earth? Have you ever seen, have you seen Battlefield Earth? No. You and I have seen it like three times. Yeah. Um, we watched it together once. Uh, super watch along. Um, and it was one of those where you're like, they'd make up stuff. They're like, wow, the Krylax. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst keepers of the pendulum powers powder. <laughs> What? That made no sense. But, but you can do that in like like Firefly. And Star Wars can. Fi- Star Wars you can. Firefly because you have time to flesh all that yes. out. But, but you in don't this, in a two-hour so movie. It's so crammed that you're like you're right. You're like the bleep blorps, man. Like it's real real life. Um. So um. Yeah, I got some more bads. Yeah, it's more bads. So a lot of just really like there's a scene where um <clears throat> you got the the zombie Terminator down here holding onto a rope. You got good guy hanging on to the middle of the rope and an airplane at the top of the oh rope. Oh my gosh! Okay, yes, yes. And the they're like, cut, cut the rope. Sorry, we're gonna have to sacrifice him. We can't take him. Otherwise, the zombie's gonna pull us back down. So she's like, no, I got this. Takes a knife, throws a knife out of an airplane and goes catch. And he's like on the rope and he's like, I got it. No problem. I'll catch the, knife. the handle with yeah with one. <laughs> she dropped it like twenty five feet. So imagine. Yeah, and it's like throw something else. Okay, and just some like the um, some of the the dialogue, you know, was really really corny. Almost the you know the entire time, you know, you don't trust anybody, do you? Would you? If you were me, I mean, just like the weird, and you're like so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he even knows her story. Like, this is before she's ever, you know, really told the story. And uh, she's very much very guarded. She's guarded, but, like, with a two. Well, and then there's just, like you said, trying to introduce stuff. Like, there's a... Um, when they get kind of semi-kidnapped by those really weird British people in the bug tank. Oh, please. And then, you know, yeah. we, we have to establish the fact that they're at, like, a slave market, right? So yeah. as they're coming out, there's this random guy who, I guess, his whole purpose in life is as people are coming off these ships, he goes, Welcome to the field market. <laughs> I know, seriously. And you're like, well, thanks for establishing where we are, but why, like... <laughs> Why are you here? Like, is that just what you do? You just want to, like, tease these people? Uh, like, ro- ro- Come back. Hold that. Feel market ducks. That was funny. Uh, scale of one to five. One horrible to five horribles. Four and a half. Four and a half. I would agree with a four. Uh, Special fo- effects is the only thing that gets a half. Yes. Radio folks, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll keep talking about this. Catch us at the podcast. Horror movie podcast. Thanks for tuning in. All right. So, field market guy. Why? Okay. In movies. there. Okay. In movies like this, there is the Obi-Wan who is the information guy, like the good right. information guy. Yeah. And then sometimes there is the 
what's the guy from Star Wars, uh, and I used to know his name, who greets uh, the droids at the front of Jabba's temple? No, I've li- greets Luke at in uh, I talk, in Return he's, of the Jedi. He's like pink and has the. He has that one. He has the thing that comes down. And yeah, around. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Then that's how this guy kind of is, though. He's just like, man, Java doesn't meet people like this. Right. I guess we will see if he will talk to you. That we would not normally do that. You will take me to Java. I will take you to Java. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's this guy. Welcome to the field market. <laughs> So stupid. And then one guy. But this one guy's like, full of stuff this like one that. This one guy's like, I'll pay 34 Oh, you'll get great so- human sausage out of this one. Literally, this guy's like, he's like in charge of the sausage oh, factory. Oh, yeah, the They're auctioneer the- guy with the... Wi- yeah, some of these characters, I'm like, Crappy. you don't even look like you belong in this movie. No, you look I know. like you belong in some... Hunger Games. Like yeah, you're, like yes, you're, like he really you didn't did make, look like that. Yeah, you, like you didn't make the... Um, What's the guy Tucci Stanley Tucci's character from Hunger yeah. Games? It's like so our wardrobe person uh, called in today, and today's your day, and so uh, I'm I'm the contractor, and oh. I'm here. I guess uh, this this looks good. Like, Man, look at have you guys been using these coats in this wardrobe? <laughs> They've got sparkles all over them. We need to use uh, them. Yeah, he looks wow, so it's, stupid. It's a gritty future apocalyptic world, but well, he does get paid by the sequin. I know. I guess so. I guess we'll go with these sequins. I don't... And then the guy comes back and they say, "What the crap was that? What the heck happened?" This whole scene's ruined. You glitter bombed it. <laughs> oh well, it's a you know a friendlier meat market. Anyway, very good, very good. I think this kind of a movie. This is the kind of movie that really ruins the post-apocalyptic world. I don't think. I mean, I would watch. I would give other movies a chance, you know. But uh, I'm telling you, just the preview. I I knew in my heart of hearts this was going to be bad. I. I I had a little hope that it might be something that looked because visually I just saw the visuals of it when I saw the first preview of it, and that that preview didn't have a whole lot of dialogue in it. So I must have seen it a while back before they really started. Pumping here's what it, they so. should have. Here's what they should have done if if they wanted to make this movie. Okay, is they should have gone okay tank tank cities swallowing up other tank cities, may you know uh, uh, maybe rebuilding the super weapon that originally destroyed the Earth. You know, take take some of the core elements from this. And then go, this movie's going to be very loosely based on the books, but we're going to take great liberties to actually make this a good movie. I would have voted... Does that make sense? Yeah, but I would have voted for a eight-episode uh, free show on Crackle. <laughs> Crackle.com presents <laughs> Mortal Engines. Just give it a try first. I think it would have been, too hard, to pull, have been too hard to pull off the... Spe- it wouldn't have been worth... Just do puppets. No. When, when everything gets tough, it's just puppets. Okay. Oh, no, I'm Thaddeus Valentine, and I will be the best in the world. And the Medusa, we're going to totally do it. No, you can't do it. This is for my mother. Do, because, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind. Uh, uh, thank you. I didn't thank mind you. the thank premise. You. There's, one, there's one part where he's talking to his daughter, and you know she's like, Dad, you know why do you do the thing? And he like kind of stares off, and he's like, because I'm never going to let so-and-so get the best of me. And she's like, who? And he's like, oh, uh, nobody you Never know. mind. Nobody you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, My mustache like, needs why? more wax. Are you like passive-aggressively trying? Like, I know, seriously. It's so stupid. These blasted anti-tractionites. We're anti-track in our family. <laughs> I don't know about you. 
But in this family, we're anti we're anti trackites. Are there any? Okay. You will you will do what we say. Are there we're any? Anti- uh, against, <laughs> we're against the anti track league. Or like okay. Yikes. So the, in the scene where they're all getting ready to jump on these planes because the, the wall's about to blow up and they're trying to do things. So, for, for a society that is devoid of technology, they sure have a lot of technology. They sure do. They sure have a lot of technology. So the, the They're kick, flying crap around. The kicked Sorry. out aviator guy. Like all yeah. this stuff is going on and everybody needs to save the world and people are dying. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a minute to pick out which jacket I want because there just happens oh, to be oh this rack God, yeah. of leather jackets. Oh my gosh. He, he goes straight up bomber jacket and wears this leather jacket. And I'm like, like, where did this rack of leather jackets come from, <laughs> they go, one? And they go slow-mo, slow-mo walk after he picks it out. And you're like, dear Lord, why? Get in the plane! <laughs> like, the world is about to end. And then in the background you hear, dangers <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's bad. It's bad. Gotta love it. Anyway, so there it is. Um, pretty crap. <laughs> pretty crap. It made me an anti-trackite, that's for sure. <laughs> this, pro- the, this propaganda. You're in the anti-traction league? This made me anti-trackite. I'm gonna start an anti-traction league Facebook group. What would our symbol be? <laughs> at our meetings, at our conventions. A tire tread with an X through it. <laughs> See something, say something. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, well, what have you been into lately? What have I what been, have you into? been into lately, uh, sir? I think I t- I, since last time I've been here, I, I set a duck pogs? hunt world record. Have you started collecting pogs again? I still have my pogs. Do you really? Oh, yeah. In my attic, but oh, yeah, I still got them. I forgot about this, what, what you're about to tell us. Yeah, yeah, I set a duck hunt world record. Can you yeah. find the, uh, can you find the uh, dog uh, from Duck Hunt, him barking a couple times? Okay. Or just duck hunt. Yeah. Roof, roof. So two two ducks. And then him missing. The, the two duck mode. <laughs> My favorite sound ever. I, I know. Okay, so it's two good. ducks. Yeah, two, the two duck mode. One cup. Oh, whoa. All right, continue. Reverse. Uh, and you, so you have to do it from six feet away, mm-hmm. which the manual, that's what it says, is, was the original intent. Not, you know, right up here next to the screen. Like, it says this is the way it's meant to be played. Yeah. And you have to like, you know, you submit it. And so it's like you have to film yourself doing the record. Yes. And so I, I had to set like a barricade. At the, I had to show that I measured out six feet, put up a barricade to show that I never, you know, I never go past the six foot mark and whatnot. Wow. It took me, I had at the time I was working overnights and I had a night off. And so I just kept my sleep schedule. And I stayed up all night and I just played and played and played and played and played and played and played, and played until finally you're the, like I got over it. And so the actual title of your world <laughs> of your world record is Um I don't I mean top score of Duck Hunt game B for NES. How about that? <laughs> world record. But, Jake Wilburn. Oh there it was, yeah. <laughs> then him laughing at you. Let me tell you, that gets real for, old. For 10 when, hours. When you're, yeah, when you're playing that for hours, that gets real old. You really get ticked off at that dog. <laughs> like, yes, I know. I didn't make <laughs> it again. Anyway, well, very good. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, anything else mm. going on your podcast? Tell people about your podcast. Yeah, so uh, I am the co-host of the PB&J Politics Podcast. That's Politics with Brian and Jake. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, me and my friend Brian come from opposite ends of the political spectrum, and we have civil political discussions. Which is what about we should have. Issues. This is how people should talk. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, not, uh, I can't get to Jack's level of, of humor, but we do have a lot of, like, we, we don't take it too seriously. Right. Uh, we're not yelling at each other. Like, we, we disagree on stuff, obviously, but we also try to understand you know where we're coming from and yes. so there's a lot going on in this political season so we've always have a lot to talk about i think about. it's too much i had this thought this morning i watched uh i'm not even going to say the news network because i switch around a lot and um they're the only news that is currently being covered in any realm is all trump all the time yeah and it's kind of weird to me like i i, I understand whether you like him you're you know, gung-ho about the things he's doing, whether you dislike him, now you're really anti... But every story either ends up coming back around to him or... And I'm just like, that's not how... I mean, that's yeah. not real life at all. Yeah. Well, And, and people are so, like, just so, like, maybe... That's somewhat by design with him. I think this, though, too, and I'm not really going to get it... I'm going to get into the news aspect of it. Sure. I feel like... Um, answer me this question. News... Uh, uh, television, like television news. Yeah. Are there commercials? Are there commercials? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Why are there commercials? To make what? Money. Yeah. And so I feel like the the um, the ratings and that's really like I think that plays into so many things, and there therefore makes it really hard to yeah take a lot of that stuff. Of course. Like I don't know, it's hard to filter through all that stuff. Trump, Trump sells, man, and even when he ran for office, they knew they were like, "This guy is a goldmine." It's People interesting love watching him. It's, and, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. Again, not saying whatever, but no. I said we we did an episode on. It's called the fake news media, and we did an episode where we basically dove into that what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's one of our older episodes, but yeah. Um, I only get my news from Nickelodeon. So whatever the news is on Nickelodeon, that's what I'm getting my news. You know from. what? I might start doing that. That's I'm just joking. That might be funny. Actually. I feel like my life would be a little <laughs> See, bit. What they've got a little more peaceful. They really don't have a uh, news. Nick, that would be really Nick weird news? if they started a Nick News. Yeah, that would be like the equivalent of like my uh, kids' bop country, like current country songs, where they sing like whiskey glasses and all the other weird country songs. Where you're like, yikes! All these songs are about alcohol. So okay, so kids' bop though. It'd yeah. be kids' bop. Country. Like, Nick, Nick Kids news. Bop Honky Tonk Country. Oh no, Dave, our host got slimed again. <laughs> in local news, a school of dolphins got caught in a net. Uh oh, you said the magic word. It's dolphin. Boosh. Ow. You got slimed. That would be good, actually. Yeah. I'd watch that. I'd, yeah. li I'd like to watch Chuck Todd have that happen. Get slimed. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Hannity. Hannity and Chuck Todd could guest on. On the Nickelodeon uh, yeah, news. Just to get slimed. Just to get slimed. Back in the day when Nickelodeon kind of had its, you know, heyday with that kind of stuff, there were all kinds of celebrities that would, that would get slimed. They, yeah. But, yeah, that actually tags me into something else. People forget what made them kind of go. Yeah. And Nickelodeon, that kind of stuff, the slime stuff, Double Dare, all those things, that's kind of what made the company. And then they went away from it. Uh-huh. And I think they're starting to kind of come back around to it a little bit. Like what the things I see on there. Uh, but other people forget what kind of got them there, too. Chili's brought back the Baby Back Rip song. Man, let me tell you something. they needed that. Th this is never going to happen, but I miss the old History Channel and the old Discovery Channel. Yeah, you're not going to get that. Oh, it's like, dude, I can't watch another episode of Pawn Stars. We Stop. need reality shows. No, I Because can't. that's real life. No. Real life. 
Um, so I don't have to go to YouTube to watch documentaries. Thanks. I love my, my the first time I saw they're good, but you know, <laughs> the first time I saw an alien show on the History Channel, that was when I knew. Oh, hey, what do you this think about this? Go well. uh, what do you think about the storming Area Fifty One thing? Two, two things. Um, I think that the when the government says, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that," I don't think you should do that because. They have every right as a government facility that's under protection. You know this. They'll probably just, I don't know, they'll just probably just mass fire. Well, that or they have, a, you know, some sort of a other weapon they can use on people. Well, it's, you know, it started as a joke. Like the well, guy, right. he, he, like in his quote, like in the, in the actual Facebook event, it's like storm area 51 to see them aliens. And that's what started the yeah. Wow. This, this guy just as a as a joke started a Facebook event saying you know hey God and like clearly it was not written in a very serious fashion but people you know it Has snowballed the event already passed? Then, no it's in September <gasps> wow yep. that's so, so 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 but I'm afraid now I'm like okay it's caught in such national attention I'm like is there gonna be a handful of people yeah there will be that are gonna actually <laughs> the, like go down the there the problem with Area 51 is it's way out there get like it's way out there like yeah. and, and and as a as a person, as a person who listens to a lot of different podcasts that have a lot of different topics on it, I'm just going to say this right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, if you paid any attention to this show, you know that I listen to like the conspiracy show like regularly, <laughs> right? And I listen to like a, parano- a couple of paranormal podcasts, and not because I'm like because there are ghosts in this house, and I've got to get my EKG meter out because it's, for me it's fiction. It's like it's f- fun fiction. It's yeah. interesting to me. Right. I love listening to like some of the people like. When they bring stuff across, it's like, man, they really are bought into this. But uh, you do know, if you listen to this, I, I don't know that there aren't some aliens. Right. It's a big universe, folks. It's a big universe. I'm not also not for sure that we don't have them maybe tucked away somewhere on the planet. But I do know this, that they're definitely not there. I know for a fact they're Because not there. too many people think they're there. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're they're probably there. somewhere more like they're probably at Chuck E. Cheese in Springfield. That's not. They're probably in Pasquale. They're, they're probably in in Chucky in, in the Chucky <laughs> band in, inside of the animatronics. They're so you got. So you're going the with the more of a Men in Black theory, hiding in plain sight. Then they're right in plain sight, or you're already looking. Here, at one. Here's this. Uh, I'm going to quote Beavis and Butthead with this Area 51 thing. People are going. If anybody actually seriously considers doing it, they're going to get out there and be like. This desert sucks. They Yo, should put a water fountain out absolutely. here. Absolutely, <laughs> like they're not—they're literally going into a desert, and then at the end of hey, at the end of that trip into the desert is not an oasis, right? It's people with a lot better firearms yeah. than you could ever imagine. A chain having. link fence with razor wire, yes, and nothing to drink. Boo. It's like <laughs> I don't know. You know what we are a society of though? Big talk, little walk, right? And so I could see them being like. We're gonna do it. Are they all? Are they all gonna fly into like into Las Cruces, Mexico, like one night? Like where? Where are they gonna fly to? Like, are a hundred thousand people just gonna fly into that airport? No. Well, so Santa Fe is probably the biggest airport. And that's there a right long now. drive yeah, from Santa Fe. For sure. So I don't know. Um, if they're there, they won't ever see him. And well, if they do right, see him, you don't have to him, Phil. They're gonna be like, "Look at this mind erase." <laughs> <laughs> we learned that on Men in Black, folks. Right, they're here already. Okay, to me, it's still real. So All not, right. so not going. You're gonna click. I'm not gonna go. Right, so not even click. Maybe I might put interested. <laughs> you can click. Yeah, I, might you click in, interested. I might put interested. I might put interested. Is there a Facebook event? Yeah, let me that look I, it up. Yeah, I can join. Yep. 
Isn't that crazy? Hang on. I kind of do want to be there just to see, just to watch. Can I like say I this? Just, I want to see you guys. What Jack really wants is Jack really wants to stay. Jack wants to stay in the hotel. Well, maybe I don't want to see one of those people. Jack wants to have a live broadcast from the hotel whenever they leave out that morning after the continental breakfast. That'd be great. They're eating the continental breakfast that morning. Oh you man, these. You got to carb up. This is good. Carb up. We got this uh, cold Danish. It's frozen in the middle. Uh, we're going. We're headed out there to. We're headed out there to Roswell. We're we're going to Area Billy 51. Bob, you got your shotgun. Uh, yeah, uh, the, they took it from me at customs, so I can't. <laughs> I couldn't have it. And uh, yeah, I don't. Anyway, well, oh, it looks like Facebook uh, removed it at one point, but now there's instead of an event, now it's a group. Just so they can geez. get it back on there. But there yeah. already are twenty four thousand members. Dude, I'd love to see two 20- of my friends are in this group. Oh my! <laughs> I know, I know, almost none of those people are going to show up, but I would still like to see like twenty four hundred people show up at Area Fifty One. That'd be really fun. It's a threat, and I'm telling you, the government, if it's, <laughs> if they if they perceive it as a threat of people that are going to learn, well, they storm put out that, the the they've put out a statement, bang, like you know, don't do this, don't try it. They shouldn't. It's not playtime, folks. Like you're not like it's not playtime. It's not going to end well. I'm just kind of. Nope. I'm doing public service right now on the show. It's not going to end well if you go do that. So don't go do that. Like, there are so many other great shows on History Channel you can watch about aliens. Yep. You know, because obviously aliens are the you know real history. So ancient aliens. And the one guy with the huge hair that comes up, just like Mortal Linda, all this ancient tech, man. Way to tie that in. Thank you. Because we were kind of out there on the limb. <laughs> yeah, there. we kind of we kind of really there. went out there on the limb. Yeah, so that's okay. We didn't talk about the Illuminati. We didn't talk about anything like that. So that's for good. another day. That's for another day. Um, all right. Well, very good. Anything else we want to talk about? Mm, no. Okay. Phil, anything else would you like to talk about? What have you been into lately? Have you been watching TV shows yet? Have you ever caught up? Oh, Stranger Things. Yeah. I'm we did a whole that. episode of season yeah. three. Or, I, I just finished season, season two. Okay, well, when you finish season three, go back and t- listen to season us talk three about is, season okay. three. Season three is the best season. Really? Season two, yes. I felt like, was not as good as one. You're correct. Okay. But season three is better than both? I like it better than season It was solid. It's a change-up. Okay. It was a change-up season. It's better than season one, in my opinion. It's but, hard to do with kid actors, and these, these kid actors do it. Oh, good. and so speaking of Stranger Things too. sorry, I totally just like... No, it's okay. Oh, it happens. Uh, I got to try New Coke. Do you know what New Coke is? The old Coke that they brought that they out. Ch- yes, they brought out yeah, because the they had a Stranger Things time, so they released like a it's limited very amount of Pepsi-esque the recipe. To me. It, it has a Pepsi flavor to it. Yeah, me. they they re-released it as like a Stranger Things special promotion. You know, really? yeah, for New Coke, and so I bought it. It was stupid expensive, but I was like, I like this better than it, regular it, Coke. It, it, if I remember right, I would buy this. If I remember right, it, then? it tasted like. More like Pepsi does, it but it's sweeter, I don't like Pepsi. It didn't have the same Pepsi. So do you know this? Do you property? know the story about New of New Coke back in the eighties? Yes. No. Uh, very, can I tell this very brief? Yeah. I, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, if we're I, not running out of time. I didn't know how much fine. time we have. Okay. I think we're good. I mean, so Phil's got, yeah, we're good. It, this yeah. is a fascinating story about, about I love it. marketing and perception and stuff. So uh, Pepsi was starting to overtake Coca Cola, right? Okay. And they're going, uh oh, like this isn't good. More people are drinking Pepsi, whatever. Like. Um, so we got to do something about this. It's been 99 years since Coca-Cola changed their recipe. So they started doing blind taste tests with Coke, a new Coke recipe, and Pepsi. And in blind taste tests over and over and over and over again to the to the thousandth power, everybody liked new Coke. This is the best tasting one. We like this huh. more than ever. Okay. Okay. Seems like everybody likes this way more. It's sweeter and, you know, yeah. it seems great. The, so, burn, the burning of Coke is what people complain yes, about. Right, right. Coke and that has kind of this peppery, burning. Yeah, 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 it's like. Right. So they're like, hey, everybody, guess what? We have this new Coke recipe 
And from now on, Coke's going to taste better. Here it is. By the way, old Coke is going away now. So they release new Coke, and so people start hoarding. People like, but, I mean, my great-granddad drank Coca-Cola. Yeah, we've all, we're, hey, we're a Coke family around here. Right. We're a and Coke family. And so like, family. people start hoarding Coke. Everybody just goes completely anti-new Coke. Right, so now Pepsi's even more, you know, going up, and so it was a marketing disaster. Wow. It only lasted for a few months in the summer of 1985, and before like Coke had to come back, and they're like, "Well, we've got this," because back then you had to like write letters, you know. He's like, "We got this." Like, we did not anticipate that all of you were so attached to our brand and so attached to this drink that basically you would just throw this huge fit, and they did. And so New Coke was only around basically like the summer of '85. They discontinued it and. And that was it. Wow. And so you've never been able to get new Coke. Yeah, because they, they, they don't want to make that is much Is it gone product. now? Like here in 2019, is it gone? You can buy it as part of, like they did a, they brought the, they got, went yeah. out to the vault, got the recipe. They didn't even have, like the, the can was different. They had no PDF. They had to like go back to like old drawings and like make, wow. dot, you know, like digital, you know, stuff. Weird. And they did a limited re-release of New Coke. So you get like two collector's glass bottles with Stranger Things stuff on them. Yeah. Um, and then you get two cans of New Coke for like 20 bucks. That's so a lot. You're basically paying like five bucks for a can. But, but I wanted, I've always, my whole life, that story of New Coke and like, because I'm always interested in, one of the reasons why I'm into politics is the hive mind. It's like, wait, but literally... Every no, person I, says this I is agree better. With what you're there. We're yeah. giving you the thing that everyone said is better, but yet you're, you yeah, know, you're not why, going why with that. can't why can't the the group think understand, you know, yeah. it, group think takes a lot yeah. to change. And so that that kind of psychology stuff fascinates me and I've always been interested in the story of New Coke and always wanted to try it and I was like I'm paying the 20 bucks. I don't care. And it was good. I really it, liked it. It's better. you like it better than Coke? Yes. And so I'm like wow. why, why can't I buy this? Why can't you have both? I would buy it. They don't want to split their they don't want to split split their brand. But Jack, they would split their brand. You can buy cherry Coke. You can buy vanilla Coke. You can buy orange vanilla Coke. You can buy diet Coke. You can buy uh, caffeine free Coke. Coke Zero. You can buy like oh my, why, dude. Why not just add yes. one more to the list? Yeah. No, right. For this, there is no debate. There is only. <laughs> there is no debate. There's only Coke. I don't Coca-Cola care. Classic. I literally I, don't care. I said they just rebrand it. Like it's not called New Coke at all. It's just Coke something and just make up another word that follows it. Oh, it's, it's good. What would they call it? Neo Coke. At, in Europe, they they, call re- it they released Coke. it as Coke Two for a couple years, but yeah, the, the sequel. Yeah, they did. Anyway, call it. Uh, what would they call it? Coca Cola with a K, though. So that's what I've been into. Coke X, New Coke, yeah. and Stranger Things. Anyway, sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Go ahead. That's a good story. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Well, I'm proud of you guys. You guys did a good job today. I cu- I feel bad, Phil. I'm sorry. I cut you off, brother. <laughs> He's crying. Like when I said, Phil behind the camera. When I said Coke X. Coke X. Coke X. Everything sounds cooler with an X at the end. It's it's Bang, Red Bull, and Monster all partnering with Coke to make Coke X. Literally, your head will explode. Banded Oregon. (laughs) Banded Oregon. Um. So Coke X is our new sponsor. And we we I mean we're just so pumped, man. We're we're stoked, dudes, for Coke X. Um, so we uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Honestly, there are sometimes when you when we talk about a movie about doing a movie, Mortal Engines, and you go, gosh, I don't know if anyone even wants to hear about this movie, but yet 
the the salt and pepper of the episode, the seasoning, the other extra things is what makes this a palatable show. And you ended up with you washed it all down with a new Coke, right? <laughs> After or a Coke X. I like it. The cartel loves Coke X. Wait. <laughs> what kind of coke is this? I should have said Manuel Manuel Noriega. I should when, have said him. When I was like in youth group, that was one of the dares we used to do is we would just like mix all these energy drink, you know, like stupid kids do. Snort you know, pixies like, I bet you won't. I bet you won't drink all this, you know, Gross. like 10 energy drinks all mixed How together. How about Bang, by the way? I've seen people drink that. I'm like, what a dumb name. Yeah. It, uh, Bang. have you, have you tried it? No, I don't drink energy drinks. Okay. Well, I used to, when I was single Jack, cool guy, I used to drink <laughs> diet. Uh, Red Bull. Before we go out, I would drink. I crank mm. a diet Red Bull, and I'd be like, "Yep, here we go, here we go." Good times. I drink like uh, like a bottle of water, and then crank a Red Bull. Red Bull's Di- the only Bull. energy drink I like, and then uh, I, I have tried Bang, and it's the only one that I can even. <laughs> you have to say it like this, Bang, or like DDP, Bang. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, because I don't, I don't like Monster. I don't like any of those. I think they're gross. And Bang, I just barely like. So I'm not gonna buy it because it's like mm, I barely like this. This is great. Bang. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one? Monster. There's a monster, uh, diet monster that I've had before. Monster's gross. Yeah, but then you see like like you'll flip through on Facebook and you'll see like pictures of people like this is what energy drinks do to your kidneys and they're like someone like throw someone's kidneys cut in half or some something they've had the maybe they've had a gallbladder removed or something and they're like they show like these stones all in there and they're like that can't be real. They had to eat a bunch of marbles to get that. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that energy drinks are probably not good for you, no, Jack. No, they are good for you. No. Monsanto told me they're good for me. No. One day, energy, energy drinks Procter and Gamble said they're fine. No. Look the other way. It's going to be like this, like cigarettes in a couple decades. It'll be like, man, man, remember you know all these old movies? People are drinking energy drinks, and now they're basically like all but, you know, it's this thing that almost nobody does. My hope is that you'll drink them, and then somebody will turn into one of these cyborgs from... Mm. Uh, mortal engines. I almost said Men in Black. Mortal engines. The sorts with the green eyes. I drank fourteen monsters one day. Hey, you you sung the you sang the song from Top Gun. Are you interested in seeing the new one or no? Oh yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it too. Um, it's just really funny. Like, how could he have been in the Air Force for thirty years and then still treat him <laughs> like he's two? You're trying to be a rebel. I mean, if you were in the Air Force for that long, like you're like almost in charge. Like you literally, like, you could probably do. If he had a college yeah. degree, he'd be basically in charge, and he's a pilot, so he would have had right. a college degree, basically. So he'd basically be in charge. Like they wouldn't be like, "You're a rebel. You you refuse to take back your rental cars. You're a rebel." <laughs> no, like, no, you're just like he's. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And they'll have some young guy, and it'll be Michael B. Jordan, and then we'll be like, oh, "Wait, man. no, no, no." Now there's anything wrong with Michael B. Jordan. But every time they try to reboot something, here he is. What about the, what about the new Terminator? I'm Goose's son. Wait, what? Because they're they're bringing back. Uh, what about the new Terminator? They're bringing back. Uh, what's her face for Sarah Connor? What's her face? I'm going to be honest with you. I have not seen a Terminator movie that I didn't like. No, none. I mean, even we did Genesis on the show, but I enjoyed it because it was fine. Uh, I enjoyed it because it was that jo- that that stuff. It's future. It's robots. It's time travel. It's uh, awesome action, <clears throat> blowing stuff up. That's fun. It's a mm. nice little creature comfort. I it's just it's hard for me because the the original Terminator is one of my favorite movies. I watch it at least once or twice a year, and so then I watch these other ones. I'm like, man, they can't even come. Like, I know this is the same universe kind of, but they can't. Even, and I love the Sarah Connor Chronicles too. The show was awesome. Can I tell you the peak of Terminator? The peak, the absolute peak. The first time 
Jack walked into an arcade and saw that Terminator uh, video game with the shooting gun. That game is good. Okay, that yes. I think that's the peak because now you're not only anticipating a movie. Now you're looking at this freaking game that's like, yeah, it's awesome, awesome. I think that's probably the peak, or the peak might be on Wayne's World whenever, whenever he gets pulled over, and the T the T two T one thousand T two thousand. What is he? T three thousand. What is he? T one hundred one. Who is the molten the molten uh, oh, the liquid metal guy? Yeah, T one thousand. When he walks up at the side, have you seen this boy? Or this woman, or whatever he says, and it's like I think that might be the peak because now this movie is crossing over into other random places as a reference. Like it's pretty cool. Hmm. It's probably the peak, and then everything after that is like, eh. okay, you know, my Fair. thoughts. Everything after that's, that's fine. The search for Spock, where you're like, eh, okay, okay, that's fine. I mean, Sam, I'm not saying it's you. You should answer. watch. Have you Have you watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I've never seen it. You, I think Brian Austin Green is in it from Nine Hundred Two One Zero fame, isn't he? I don't know who that isn't is, he in but. It? He, it's worth watching. Summer Glouse, the Terminator. Summer Glouse! She's, she's the good Terminator. Makes me feel fine. <laughs> That's yeah. Summer Breeze. All right. Well, very good. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Handshake right here. Handshake. I'm going to do our secret handshake. That's how I always get out of tickets when I do that. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> Officer, and he goes, please put your hand away, sir. Yeah, I'm not touching you. <laughs> nah. Secret handshake? Step out of the car. Ah, oh, crap. Oh, you want to do this out here? Are we going to chest bump too? Huh? <laughs> All right. Can't chest bump from inside the car. I wanted to keep going because we're almost, we're really almost to the same length as a movie. Hey, dude, listen, I could We're keep, about I could go seven another, minutes away from being I can go for another hour. You're 40 minutes away from the length of that movie. Uh-uh. Isn't that an eight, it's 80 minutes, right? 81 minutes? Oh, never mind. I lied. Yikes. Me and math are friends. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Go Bayside. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.